the hairs on my body started standing on end. Silence. Nothing there. I fought to get back into my body. You are going to be a vital importance of helping us convince the masses. Type 471. Type 471. Bridge to the other world. Bridge to the other world. Welcome to Type 471. I'm Sam Kitchen. So this is my first episode, and I want to tell you a little about myself as it relates to this show. I was born remembering past lives. I've had spiritual experiences all throughout my life. I have accessed specific detailed information through non-physical means that I was later able to verify. On separate occasions, I had intense, close-range encounters with a UFO and a Bigfoot. In a general sense, I've always been part of a more inclusive reality that is not properly understood or appreciated by the mainstream view of reality. So I investigate all manner of phenomena. I visit locations of encounters and other experiences. I talk to people and gather information. I investigate the tangible and the intangible alike. I try to get to the core of what's happening, and I share everything I discover with you. That's the whole point of this show. So with that in mind, my guest today is Nigel. Over the past several years, Nigel has had a number of extraordinary experiences in his life. So tell me what's going on. Uh, I mean, I just know that there's a shift in in, in civilization, I guess, as, as we know it, that that's going to be coming. I don't know how I know this. I just know that I know this. I, uh, I've been experimenting a good little bit with, with DMT. Um, I don't know if you know much about what DMT is. The spirit molecule. But some people... Absolutely. And um, so I've like I've, I've come into to contact, I guess you will, with 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 other beings and not in the sense that a lot of people have DMT experiences and they see like gnome trolls. Um, mine is, is more the contact I'm having is with, with a race or, or being of, of, of some sort that, that is far, far, far more intelligent that. I was literally shown how everything is made, how all of this was constructed by by them, and, and meaning them. I'm, I guess, aliens in the in the term of what most people think, but they're not in the they're not what most people would think of Martians or what you even see at Area 51. Um, these are high vibrating. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, would you say maybe that, uh, a being from a higher dimension or a being that does not come from the physical world? No, they're they're definitely from a higher dimension. They're de- definitely from from a from a different time. Um, more like more like this is all just a big experiment, if you will, and that that society itself and all of this was constructed. Um, as an experiment, as were the dinosaurs, and then the dinosaurs got out of control, and so they wiped those, those the dinosaurs out. And I think after after we 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 started the atomic bomb, uh, I don't know, whenever we we blew that thing up in, in the fifties, whatever it may have been. I think I think we woke them up, and re- and they kind of realized that the chimps had figured out some stuff. 
and right. we've been we've been progressing at a at a tremendous rate and it, 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 there's so much to I, I I don't even know where to where to start all of the the things that I've been shown but I think there's 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 those of us um, that are a mix of alien hybrid that um, either we were we were bred with it directly or we were we were we were born into it me myself I don't know. I know I am a reptilian of some sort because if you look at my hands per se, my skin is is that of a reptile and it looks like a reptile's foot or hand or whatever a reptile has. If you look at or a lizard, my hands look the same way and I didn't really notice it before. Now it's it's it, it's so it, it sticks out so much that I can't not see it all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, I was on DMT with, with two, two friends of mine and we were actually experiencing these. Um, hello, Nigel, Nigel, I can't hear you anymore. I think something happened. Did I lose you? Still on with you. And when you were just clicking in, it was like, do you want to merge with this call? And I was like, well, shit, I didn't know it, it ended. Yeah, that's weird. But, what, uh, I don't know what, what could have happened. So your, your phone didn't die I, or anything like that. No, no, my phone was, I just had to click over. I was just still on the phone with you. That's so weird. I, I you were it's like, extremely in, bizarre. yeah, you were in mid sentence and then nothing. There was no sound coming from your end at all. And that's weird. Cause I looked down at my phone cause it started beeping like another call was coming in, but I was still on the call with you. Huh? I wonder what the hell is yeah, going on. <laughs> I've never experienced that before. Yeah. Huh? Me neither. So anyway, uh, do you do you remember where you left off? Can we pick up there? I I, no, I don't. I was uh, somewhere in Peru last time I remember. Oh okay. Uh, you you did mention to me this awareness that you are a hybrid. You mentioned that to me before this conversation. So I uh, how and when and how especially did this awareness first come to you? I've all my life I've known, you know, and you hear a lot of people say, oh, I knew I was different. No, I've known I was different for a long time. I've, 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 I've found myself in the situations and out of situations that, that you really, really shouldn't get in and out of, you know, unscathed or that easily. Um, it's always my whole life. It, it just seemed like, I I was different, or I knew something that others didn't know, but I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I could see, uh, you know, my my whole life I've seen other reptilian people. Like I've seen them in in lines at the store, and I'll see them turn their head or turn to look away, and I'll see their eye just for a brief minute, and I I can see it their eyes a lot. And I had a, a friend of mine who told me that when I get angry, that my eyes physically change and so um i guess my my real awakening came about six months ago when under dmt like i was asking to be shown like i i mean it was like they were they were doing like these parlor tricks like showing me all this this kind of cool cool shit and i was like okay that's neat and all but you know show me and and I had all these questions, you know, about, you know, the government and, you know, the UFOs and do they exist and, are, you know, are we, you know, not alone and all of this. And 
the answer that I got is is from them, and it's it's transmitted not like they're talking to me or anything like that. It's an energy, and they when I go into DMT, like I hear a high pitch noise, and that's when they're there, and they they start doing these scans of of me, and they they're taking information from me. I don't know if it's just my day to day experiences, um, or, or what, but uh. So I was asking, you know, all these questions and the answers came that, that everything that I'm thinking is true. And then, and then some that, that, that we cannot even grasp the, the magnitude of, of what, what all this really, really is. And it's, it's that all of this was designed and constructed and God and Jesus and all of that is really Anunnaki and, and the rest of these aliens from millions of years ago and that, that this is all one, one big experiment mm-hmm. and that, that there's going to be a shift coming and that there's going to be more revealed and that, you know, there's going to be people that are seeking out people like me and then people like you, I don't know what, what your status is in this world or, or whether you are, or you aren't, but there's a large portion of people that are hybrids. Most don't even know, you know, there, there's been, you know, for since you know mankind exists that we know it, there's been been hybrids the whole time. But but most nobody knew. If they did, they they kept it to themselves. And this was even you know 200, 300 years ago, 400 years ago. You know all of, you know the way things, the pyramids and all of that, and how things were built. Like this wasn't just done. You know, it wasn't. It didn't happen by a bunch of slaves. That didn't. That's not how this happened. And that that we are really get, getting ready to have. You know, with the Pentagon releasing all of all of their their UFO documents and this and that, and that that there are. You know, right now that that our government has been. You know, doing DMT experiments with people for a lot of years, and that there are. are wings of the government that just go under DMT and then they go and they communicate and they're making intergalactic deals with, with, with these higher, higher beings. Our government's been aware of this for a long time. That's why DMT is not legal. They're afraid that if more and more people were able to see what I saw, you know, there's, there's just, I don't think society could, could handle it. By the way, in what form have you taken the DMT? Is it in ayahuasca form or or some other form? Uh, well, ayahuasca, ayahuasca, I did in Peru, um, but DM, DMT, just straight DMT itself, that's that's usually smoked. Right. Yeah, I've I've heard of that before. Actually, Graham Hancock talks about that. He talks about all kinds of stuff uh, relating to DMT yeah. in his book Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Graham's, Graham's a great guy. Uh, I don't know of him. Uh, I, I know of him through, through uh, like Rogan's podcast and and uh, Lex Friedman's podcast is another good podcast as well. Right. Yeah. So you had mentioned that people have told you that your eyes physically change when you get upset. Uh, what have they described right. as happening to your eyes? That that they they kind of roll and they I, I they said it's really hard to hard to explain that but there is a a definite physical change in my eyes and, and I've, I've tried to see it, but I, you know, it, it, it's impossible to see, but uh, yeah. So, uh, it was, you know, there was, it, it, it's just been a lot of, of weird experiences and, and, you know, I, I try not to 
be too tinfoil hattish, but, you know, after I discovered, you know, kind of all of this, you know, and under the, uh, about six months ago and, and after doing DMT and, and I was really freaked out because we all had the same experience. We were visibly, we were talking to each other and we were saying what we were, we were seeing and we were all seeing the same things and, and we were communicating in a way that there's no way they weren't seeing what I was seeing and I wasn't seeing what they were seeing. And, and so after that, I, I, I went looking in it and I found this weird video on YouTube and I have no idea. I can't find it now to save my life, but it was some black woman and she's walking through the city and she's just talking about basically everything I was talking about. And she was like, you got, you know, you got to be quiet about this stuff. And, and that, that like, well, they'll come get you, you know, and they'll you know, do tests on you and they'll, they'll take you. And I've already been through that. Like I was taking the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. I went there. I was a, I was a comedian, um, a nationally touring headlining comedian. And, um, you know, as a, as a comedian, you have to go to rehab at least twice. <laughs> and so, um, it's, yeah, it's just the law. So I went to NIH. Um, I was told to go to NIH. They do 30-day, 28-day um, treatment there for, for drug and alcoholism. Well, I went there, and I wound up quickly being transferred to different protocols other than drug and alcohol um, treatment. I, I, my time there was not spent at all uh, really doing drug and alcohol treatment. It was um, doing different protocols and research for, for NIH. Um, a lot of things I don't... Involving that, involving what? A lot of different things. They'd, they'd, they'd pump different fluids into my body and pump it out the other side. Literally, I'd have an IV going in one arm and an IV fucking going in the other arm. And they're they're just running tests on you. And I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I just know that some people come out of it, you know, and some people don't. I know that, that there's some stuff that goes on at National Institutes of Health that, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's not all as it appears, but anything that's a government funded research hospital that has a budget larger than, than, than a lot of third world countries, you know, GDPs, um, They've got some pretty heavy-duty stuff going on there. Yeah, they definitely have some kind of agenda. Oh, absolutely. You had mentioned to me something that had happened to your mother in the past, and this kind of augmented or supplemented things that are going on in your own life. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yeah. In, in 1990, 92... Right there at the early 90s, um, my mother moved up from Florida. I'm originally from Washington, D.C., born in Washington, D.C., went to high school in Washington, D.C., actually in Arlington, Virginia, right across the Potomac. And so uh, my mom, had we had lived in Florida for a while, South Florida, when I was in the 80s. My parents had gotten divorced, and then we, my mom moved back. Well, I had moved back up with my father when I was, like, 14. My mom stayed in Florida. She came back up at 17. She had started dating a guy, and he lived a, a little bit outside of D.C., about 45 minutes outside of D.C. There's a, a mountain called Mount Weather. Mount Weather, there's a, a small military installation there, and they've got a tunnel that goes from there to D.C., and then it goes on to uh, the Greenbrier Hotel in West Virginia. But it was way back in way back when, in the 50s or whatever, it was constructed to drive trucks through, and that, that it was an escape route from, from D.C. to uh, the Greenbrier Hotel. You can look it up and see that it, it, now they, they give tours of the opening of it. But 
There at Mount Weather is also where Oliver North lives from the Iran-Contra scandal and all of that. Oliver North lives on the same road uh, that runs along the Potomac. It's called Route 606, and it and it runs um, – not the Potomac. I believe that's Shenandoah River right there. But uh, either either way. Um, so anyways, my mother was going to her boyfriend's house who lived out that road, and she'd be traveling at night, and, and she – she would come back after the weekend and she'd say, you know, the weirdest thing happened, you know, on, on my drive down Friday night, you know, I left the house at so-and-so time. I should have got there at so-and-so time, but I got to his house and it was like three hours she was missing. Well, this happened for, I don't know, probably a few months um, of, of, you know, she, uh, you know, every couple weeks, you know, say, hey, I, I wound up missing three hours again. I don't know what happened to it. And then and, and so... One night she came back and, and she had said that this time she had known that something was stopping her and, and you know, was, you know, uh, abducting her. And she had no control over it. And she had seen the, 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 the vessel and, and the craft and that there was the lights. And next thing you know, that, that the car was frozen, she was frozen. And Next thing you know, she was deposited back onto the road in the car, everything else, three hours later. And uh, she knows that, that, that she had went, you know, up somewhere, did something. Um, she couldn't, didn't have any details. But next thing you know, turns around, and uh, three months later, she was dead. Uh, she died of a brain aneurysm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, none of us knew about that. Um, all of a sudden, that she had this blood vessel in her head that, uh, at 47 years old, uh, wound up swelling and exploding, and nobody knew. And so it's just kind of odd that right at, right after all of these occurrences, she winds up coming up with a, a brain aneurysm and, and, and passes. And so I had been, been riding out that road one night uh, a couple years later, and, and I had the same thing uh, happen happen to me. I've seen many, many weird you know, Black Hawk helicopters flying real low all along that river. There's definitely some stuff going on up at Mount Weather that 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 they don't want you, the government doesn't want you to know about. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's crafts that are flying all around there as well. I think it's just so, like, we, we just have no real concept of how much of this stuff really is going on. It's like now Mount Shasta, you know, and that's, that's becoming a hotbed. That's that's the new Area 51, you know, and absolutely, uh, you know, they're flying out out of the water and, and everywhere else. Yeah, I, you know, I've been wanting to investigate phenomena occurring in the Mount Shasta area for a long time. Uh, I was living in Paradise, and then the the campfire happened. Uh, I lost everything right. in the campfire in Paradise, and so that's when I decided to oh, come wow. to Siskiyou County, in large part because of what goes on here and because of my desire to look into it. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of stuff that goes on around here, as you very well know. Uh, w- would you be comfortable telling us uh, what general area you live in? Well, I live in uh, Brookings, Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah, where, so I'm where right is, on that? The is that? Is that in the the southern part of Oregon? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm right on the California line. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah, uh, Del Norte County is right right below us. So. I am uh, I'm about seven miles away from the the Northern California and Oregon border. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. And this this area too here is is it's a it, it was weird and I, I really knew it when I, I moved here a few years ago and and this is a real real hotbed for witches. There's um 
there's more witches per capita here than anywhere I've ever seen. And it's, uh, I don't know if it's a training ground for them or what, but they are all, there's something weird about this area here. Like me, I was drawn here for, I, I don't know why, um, but it was specific that I was drawn here. And, and there's, there's so many people that I've talked to that, that have experienced the same thing. And, and it's not just this, this area right here, but I'm saying this Oregon, Northern California, Mount Shasta to the ocean, it, it's just this triangle or this, this area right in here is, is really seems to, to have some sort of draw for people that are more in tune to, to stuff of this nature. Right, yes. I, I've noticed that as well. This corner of the world attracts a certain consciousness, a certain awareness. Now, that's not to say that that's ubiquitous, unfortunately, but it does tend to attract people who, who are like that. Now, when you say witches, do you mean practitioners of, of nature religions or something more sinister? It sounds like you're talking about something that's not sinister, right? No, 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 not, not that that's not sinister, but, but with anything of that nature, there's, there's, there's two sides of it. I spent a lot of time in New Orleans, too, and you know, New, Orleans, New Orleans is a place that nothing is, 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 is what it appears. And that, that, you know, voodoo itself, voodoo is, is good. Voodoo is nothing more than, than West African meta, uh, medicine. It's holistic science is all it really is. Now, it's a different story. Um, you know, and that's that's the that's the bad side over there. I think the same thing is with witches. Right. Yeah, I can I understand your your reasoning in that, and I I think you're very right about that. When I got here, I was I was down on the river bar, and I spent most of the summer there, just trying to figure out what was going on, why I was here, all that good jazz. Come across the country, I gave away all of my my possessions. I gave away a a million and a half dollar home on the tenth tee of the country club. I gave away all my Mercedes, uh, uh, F2, all all of the the things that come with somebody who is who is who has built a little bit of of wealth and, and and all of that. I I wound up giving it all away and coming coming out here. And uh, I had a a woman one night, and she really didn't like me on the river. And I was across the river, and had to we had to cross the river. I went with some buddies. We were over there drinking and everything else over at her camp and. Uh, time to go, and, and she stopped me, and, and she said, "You you have to take this with you." And and I, I said, "What?" And she said, "Well, you are supposed to have this." And I I didn't understand, and, and so she brings me out this book, and it's from I don't know, it's a couple hundred years old. It's old as shit. It's a leather bound book, and it's called the Book of Knowledge, and it's supposed to be one of the seven books of these witches. Anyways. This book has caused nothing but problems. Like, I had the book on the dashboard at the beach right when I got it, and the book, you can feel it vibrate sometimes. And I had it on the dash, and and this woman was walking past, and she just, like, spun, like, like just radar. And she goes, the book, you have the book. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this book again. And so she wound up taking the book, and her and her cousin were going to, I don't know what they were going to do with it because I'm not into witch shit, but uh, she said she was to handle this book and make sure that it was taken care of properly. Well, she comes back with that book six months later, and it's ruined her cousin's life, and her cousin tried to take the book from her and then was hiding the book, and then now the cousin's whole life is in shambles. 
So I get the book back. Well, in the process, the guy's living on my property. He decides he's going to steal the book. Well, he steals the book, and it does nothing but ruin his life, and he comes back with the book to me. So I've got this damn book of knowledge, and I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's all this shit, man, I'm telling you, my life two years ago, I was a normal you know, person that had no idea about any of this shit. I thought some shit you know, with my mom and everything else, and I, I, I thought things were a little bit weird, but I never to this extent like ever would have thought I'd be in the middle, knee deep in this stuff. You know what I mean? Like I don't have any mental issues. You know, I've been a, a successful business owner, federal contractor. I've just had some really, really weird shit happen since I, I opened myself up in, in 2016 and decided that I was going to go to Peru and, and work with this shaman. And, you know, that's the, the first time that I had, I had experienced any astral projections or anything of, of that nature and, and had some really experiences that um, were, were definitely there. There was a you, you knew that you were there was a psychedelic aspect to it, but you were firmly grounded in reality and that, yeah, there were, you were seeing some things, but it wasn't like you were on an acid trip when you were 17 messing with your buddies and seeing walls melt. This was showing you what, what, what kind of the truth is. What prompted you to begin to work with this shaman and with ayahuasca and other forms of DMT? What, what caused you to want to do that? Well, I'm Parkinson's disease. I, I, I got diagnosed with Parkinson's disease at the age of 40, 2015. And that's when, uh, I was at, I was at NIH, they diagnosed me and, and basically we, we tried all the treatments that, that we have in the, in the States and in, in the Western world. And, uh, my body rejected them all. So my neurology team said, look, there's not a whole lot we can do for you other than this thing called deep brain stimulation, uh, DBS, where they, they put probes into your head. And anyways, there's a 27% mortality rate that you'll die on the operating table. And then there's only a 22% um, chance that it does any good that you make it through. I didn't like those odds. So, uh, I said, no, I'll, uh, I really didn't believe I had it. I, I, I said, you know, I'm shaking a little bit more than I used to, but, uh, I've researched it enough on WebMD and I've got, what is it called? Uh, uh, essential tremors. And so they said, now your, your life's getting ready to drastically change in the next six months to, to 18 months. And, and they were right. And about four months later, I really started the symptoms um, of Parkinson's started coming on quickly. I was, I was like Michael J. Fox. I couldn't walk barely. Uh, took me four and a half minutes to get out of a car. Uh, I know that because, uh, a friend of mine had videotaped me getting out of her car and how long it would take. And, uh, so I wanted to see my kids graduate. I had two more kids that had to graduate, um, high school and I had one graduating college and I just, I just wanted to buy some time. And, uh, so my neurology team said, you know, look to Peru. You know, that's all we can really tell you, but you might find your answers there. And uh, that's when I, I I had one Mercedes left that I had hidden in New Orleans um, from the divorce. And I uh, went down there and I got that car, brought it back to the D.C. area, and I sold it and uh, took all of that cash and went to Peru. I came back from Peru and I was homeless. Uh, <laughs> went from a millionaire to nothing uh, overnight. And... Uh, it was a, it was a, a eye-opening experience, but I had, what 
my time in the in the in the jungle, the Shibopo people and and my shaman, like I I didn't I didn't worry about anything. I I I figured that that I'd be okay, and I I have been okay, and I've wound up reamassing you know property and all of that good stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I took this this leap of faith. I don't know really what what about it was, but I started looking and and uh, I I said this is what I'm gonna do, and and I don't you know if if this is what I have to sacrifice, and and I I went knowing full well I was going to come back with nothing. My parents are all deceased. My family's all deceased. I don't have any aunts, uncles, nothing. So I have nobody to turn to. So I knew coming back, uh, I had given away everything to my, my, my wife and children, and we were estranged, uh, if you will. Uh, and so I, I uh, came back and, and, you know, was I didn't beat Parkinson's, but my, uh, my quality of, of, of living was, was uh, I mean, just increased by, by a thousandfold. Uh, I still have some of the symptoms. They're still coming back, or they're coming back. Now, as you know, I was told they would. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have to get back to uh, back down there in the next next year or two uh, for to to get a tune up. I guess I was. Uh, they wanted me to stay longer. Uh, they wanted me to stay 40 days and 40 nights, but uh, I couldn't afford to. Do you uh, work with meditation or other techniques aside from DMT and uh, working with the shaman? I meditate, but I don't. I don't really deeply meditate. Uh, but yeah, I, I meditate to some degree. I know that Kundalini meditations, correcting the energies in your body and the flow of energy, can have the same kind of effect, or perhaps even better, because you're also because it's it's kind of a whole life thing where you're 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 working on the, yourself as a whole. The things that allow you deeper meditation access are also the things that right. improve your external life. And these things kind of heal the whole person and, you know, can, uh, can help, uh, alleviate certain things. Uh, I just wondered if, if that's something that you're interested in, in doing, or if it, it's something you've tried before. Oh, no, I haven't, but I've, I've, I've read a little bit in, into the Kundalini and, and, you know, I've heard that and, and as well as hot yoga, uh, as well. Um, or, or the, the, the combination of the two, um, I'd, I'd like to for sure. Um, it's just one of those things to me is uh, it, it's difficult uh, for me to get going unless I have a facilitator uh, on a lot of this, a lot of this stuff. Once, once I've, I've got it down and the pathways kind of laid out, uh, I'm usually able to, to get back there, if you will, uh, and navigate things myself. Um, but, uh, you know, and I say that, and I mean the, the, the pathways of, of our brain and of consciousness and of, uh, you know, I, I believe in, um, you know, that there's an alternate reality, um, you know, coexisting beside us that, you know, we don't see. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to get into that though. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was going to say, I, I have some, I have, I can point you in the right direction. I have some very valuable sources of information for this stuff. If, if you want, I can give you links to videos and yes. stuff like that. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Excellent. So what, so what's your experience in all of this? 
My experience, I, uh, I, I've had many different experiences throughout my life. Like, um, I was kind of born with certain awarenesses. Like, I was born remembering a past incarnation. When I was two years old, I would say to my mom, don't you remember me? And, and, and she would say, yeah. remember you from when? From before. And, uh, well, you were a baby before. No, I mean, from before I was a baby. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, uh, I, you know, I was, I remembered being a man in the early 20th century. And uh, I have had, you know, a number of spiritual experiences all throughout my life. And then in my early adolescence, uh, I was part of a very, very, well, okay, uh, a UFO sighting that could not have been a mis- It was not mistaken identity it could not have been mistaken for anything else whatever a ufo is that's what i saw uh and then later yeah and then later a few years later i saw bigfoot so you know i've i've just always i have always, always kind of been part of this wider reality that people tend to not be aware of so i i feel a need to bring awareness to this i i see this all as an unfolding awareness uh, and expanding of awareness. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do here. All right on. Well, I'm, I'm glad you are. And, and yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Um, there's, uh, I've seen some things that are, and, and, and I too have, have seen, uh, a Bigfoot and that was in my teens. And then that was in, uh, a logging camp in, in Rennick, West Virginia. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, 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 I feel that, um, you know, your, your path as well. And I don't know, I, I, I still seek, seek a lot of answers now. And, and it's, uh, it, it, it's terrifying, um, to some degree, uh, because, uh, you know, when you go to that, the point where I was clearly shown some things that just how, how everything was constructed, how they, they built everything. And that, like Samsung, Samsung's behind a lot of this. Let me tell you, Samsung is with the aliens. They are lock, stock, and barrel with the aliens. Because when, like, I've, uh, I live in a bus. i got a bus that I've completely renovated. It's really nice. And, uh, yeah, it's a short bus. And um, so uh, I've got, like, uh, $5,000 worth of solar on the roof. And so... I can completely go off grid, and I've got a uh, a BMW uh, adventure motorcycle, so I, I go riding a good little bit in the deserts and stuff. And uh, so, oh, that sounds awesome. Like this, basically, this my bus turned into it was still my bus, and I still had my my countertop and and everything was in it, but it was almost like a oh, it was uh, like a it was like a video game uh, almost like a old but it was basically how they like they constructed everything and the only thing that was really glowing was my phone and the samsung you know uh, uh, uh logo on the phone it just turned on and it, it i was asking if samsung and so samsung is there they are they are big with with alien technology i don't know if it's run by aliens or what but you know they got something to do with them huh. um how so, yeah how? yeah but I'm I'm not understanding how you connect that. How how are you? How do you know that that there is a connection there? Because uh, well, my phone, had, like I said, it, it had, my phone had turned on to where it was just like the opening screen. Like if you had 
your phone powered off, and then you powered it on. And it just stayed on that Samsung screen. And the only thing that was quote-unquote normal, like everything had been transformed to, it was the same form. My, my, my couch was still my couch, and my, my counter was still my counter, but it was uh, like a prototype of them. It was, it was really, really bizarre. It was like a prototype, but a prototype in the future. Like I was seeing like, like my couch, how like kind of antique it is in the, in the future. But the, the Samsung was the only thing on there. And it's, it's like, like I said, that when I asked those questions, you know, of, of you know, uh, you know, what is, uh, does this exist? Or does that exist? And, and when I, I, I got the answers of, of that, everything that I'm thinking is true. Um, and that, that just one of the ongoing themes. And, and after that was, was Samsung that somehow Samsung, um, and I, I, it's not like, you know, you hear people saying the little elf men were talking. I don't get that. I get this high pitched noise. And then it's like, kind of, it's like almost like a dragon flying. It flies around my head and it's taking like a lot of pictures and you'll just, there'll be bright flashes and bright flashes and it'll go around by my ears and it'll scan back around the front of my face really fast. And it, it's the whole time it's taking pictures and it's like, I'll look away and it'll take pictures again. And, um, and so uh, Samsung, I was asking the same questions and I just got that, that feeling like when they respond back to me, it's not, it's not verbal. It's, it's not it's audible. It's not anything like that. It's just a, a feeling that I get that I absolutely know it's true. Like, you know how there's, there's truth that when you hear something, you go, I don't know why, but I know that is absolutely true. Oh, yes. I'm um, very familiar with that. Right. I get that, like, with, and with Samsung, with, with a, well, what is this? And Samsung involved. And so I just kept getting that feeling of, yeah, you're absolutely correct, you know? And so I don't know what, like I say, Samsung's involvement is, but it's something. I mean, uh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so these flashes and this noise that you say, uh, just so I'm clear, uh, where does it originate? Yeah. This is originating internally. No, it's it's it, it's outside my body. It's it's um literally it, it, it comes and it it like I say it's like almost a, a mechanical dragonfly, if you will. That um, and it also like it's it was the first thing that showed me that like in between say if you and I were sitting here talking and across from each other that we think that there's nothing there but air but within that there is stuff and so they showed me like there's a grid like in everything that we see a blank space it really isn't a blank space it, that there's there's stuff there we just don't see it and so exactly um, I've, I've, I've had that thought a lot actually that, that kind of relates to something that I think a lot about, but I'll, I'll get into that later. Go ahead. Right. And so, um, like I, I didn't really understand it. So if you can imagine a three dimensional, four dimensional grid or a framework almost that it, it, it constructed right where I think air is, isn't really air. There's stuff going on there. We just don't see it. So when, when that was happening is when, like they the, the started with the I, I say it's picture taking I don't know if that's what they're doing but it's a it's a bright light and it's a high pitched and it's it's a thing and it it 
it floats around. It seems to be maybe, I don't know, two or three inches big. Uh, and it flies around like a, it just reminds me of a, a, a mechanical dragonfly, I guess. Um, hmm. and it, 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 it's, it's high pitched and it scans around my head and it's it, by my ears and it into my, my taking the pictures and, and the only thing that I've gotten the feeling of is that it's downloading information from me that I guess my experiences through the days or whatever. And I think with the DMT is, is a time that I open the channel that they're able to come and take this information, but I've done it before and they've been obviously angry that like I was serving them or they weren't ready for me to, to be there at that point. And so you kind of have a bad go of things, you know, and, uh, and I don't want to say bad go of things, but, um, it freaks you out. Like I, I thought I was dead. Like I remember saying to myself, well, this is it. You know, you, you finally done it. This is, you know, you've, you've done, you know, enough drugs now that like you're dead. And I wasn't. And I, you know, it, it started to wear off and, you know, and I realized I was alive. It's just, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty amazing because I was shown everything in the world and, and I don't want that. Like what, what, what's coming and what, what technology and society turns into is, is something I don't want a part of. Um, because there's, it doesn't seem like there's any emotion or any feeling because everything is right there. You think it, you communicate, but you know, uh, by, by thoughts, there's no more, um, life as we know it. Um, it's just all balls of technology and it's, uh, there's, there's no ups and downs and highs and lows. And as much as they suck, we have them. And I, I think, you know, where this overall is and the people that, that are running this experiment, if you will, um, they don't have any of that. Their, their only glimpse at that is us. Um, and we're, we're fucking that up. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, if they're going to wipe it, wipe it out like they did the dinosaurs or what, but, um, you know, to them, I mean, you, you're talking millions of years here. I mean, our little lifespan and, and, and civilization as we know it, hasn't been around for shit compared to these people. You know what I mean? Like the, the time is, time is nothing. Right. It, I guess it doesn't really, I guess it doesn't really exist. I, I don't know. You know, and like I say, I don't, I don't know a lot, a lot of the, I just know that there's, there, there's those among us who are, who are going to be valuable here very soon. And, uh, I don't know what it is, but I know that when, it, when I was asking those questions and, and getting the feelings back and you know that somehow, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be the ones that, that, that help humanity and, and that you know, we're going to be a vital importance that people are going to be coming to us for answers. And, uh, you know, the more we can get, the better off we're going to be. And I, I don't know that I get any closer sometimes to having those answers than I would that's a, a very common feeling in this type of experience. People often feel that soon there will be a, 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 they will be called upon to help 
a large group of people that there's something coming and certain people who are, are going to be activated. They don't know what it is that they have to offer in this situation, but at, when the time right. comes, they're going to know. Yeah, that's that's reported and felt over and over and over again. In fact, I'm speaking to other people right now who say the same thing. And uh, I, I think even people like myself who haven't had that exact same kind of experience, uh, I, I feel that same kind of sense a lot. And I, I think a lot of people are feeling that. Well, I think there, there's some of us that, that are, or, uh, and maybe one like you that, that isn't a hybrid. I, I know for a fact, I can look at my hands and I can tell you, my hands look like a fucking lizard, man, you know, and I'm not making the shit up. You look at my damn hands and that's fucked up, man. And it's only really looked this way in the past year or so. It's really come pronounced. And, uh, um, I think that there's, there's there's those of us that that are hybrids, and, and then I think that there's ones that are just in tune to it. That those people are going to be the ones who are like I, I think there's going to be a, like a Salem, you know, witch hunt for guys like me and, and people like me. And I think like the ones like possibly you, or ones that 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 aren't hybrids, you know, that that you are going to be a vital importance of. Of of, of of helping us to to be able to uh, you know convince the masses that you know we aren't witches and we're you know that 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 you know we're not the ones to kill off here. Uh, but there there are those amongst us that that uh, you know I do believe or you know I don't know if there's graves or whatever you know I've heard about that I don't know what they are I just know that for every good there's a bad and I know that there's there's bad ones of us walking around too. Right. Well, I, I hope it doesn't come to all that, but if it does, I, I promise to, to do my part. I will defend people such as yourself. Well, and that's, that's you know, all we can we can really hope for. And, you know, I mean, maybe all of this is just, you know, um, the, the, the conjures or imagination of, of somebody who, you know, should probably lay off psychedelics. I don't know. Um, I do know that, like, I'm a pretty normal guy that's had some pretty abnormal shit happen to him. Yeah. Um, and, and you mentioned this book of knowledge. Now, is this? Do you have this book still? Oh, I've got the book. Yeah, it's in a safe. It's here in my in my book. Would you be willing to text me a picture of it? Yeah, certainly. Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'll text you a picture of it. Yeah, I'd love that. As soon, as soon as we get off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a weird book. It's um, I you know it's it's written weird. I mean, you know, there's there's different. You know, it, there's one thing in it like I. I got, I made chairs move with my brain, like around the table. Like it's, um, it's really, really weird stuff going on in there. And from talking with witches about it, that, that it, 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 it can read out kind of normal, but it also, it is like, you have to be able to interpret it. I don't know. Um, I should spend more time because all I know is I'm supposed to read the thing. Like when I got it, the only feeling I got that I had from it, that I was supposed to read it and that I'm supposed to have it. And I don't know why I'm supposed to have it. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. I don't know who I'm supposed to give it to. I know everybody that I've tried to give it to has brought it back to me and has ruined the damn lives. Um, so I should probably, um, but it, it's one of those things too that, you know, it just kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I was like, you know, I'm, I don't know how much of this I can really, you know, digest, you know, and, I'm just gonna put this in the safe and you know revisit this another time and maybe um, maybe it's that time. 
Are you saying that directly because of your involvement with this book, you have had telekinetic experiences? Uh, to, yeah, to, to some degree. Uh, the book itself is, is uh, I don't know, the, 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 book is, the book is odd. Uh, it, uh, it's alive. Uh, it, it's definitely, uh, there's energy with it, you know. I mean, it, I don't know if, if where the energy comes from, how it got there. I just know that, you know, energy can't be created nor can it be destroyed. And, and this book has energy from, uh, it's, it's more than just paper. I don't know if it's from, from the wood that was made for the, the pages. I, I, don't, I don't know. I just know that the book is, is alive and the book is um, it's supposed to be with me. Now, I don't, and like I say, I don't know why. I, I, I don't. And, you know, I've, I've asked numerous witches about it. And as soon as you bring it up, I don't know, it's pretty, people know what the hell it is. I didn't know what the hell it was. I just gave me this old book, this, this witch that didn't like me, and she, but she had to give it to me. And it really pissed her off that she had to give it to me that night. And I had to walk back across the river with this fucking book. No, I don't have shit space in the wind, and I'm having to hold this book out of the water, and no, I just, I was like, what in the hell? And, you know, that book is, anytime it's gotten into anybody else's hands, it's just been trouble. The only thing, the only time it's safe is if it, if it stays in that space. Hmm. So I just left it in there. But I, as a matter of fact, I, I opened the safe the other day looking for something, uh, was it yesterday? And I pulled the book out and looked at it. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here at the bench where, where it is right now. I can probably take a picture with you on the phone and send it to you. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm extremely curious to see this book. And uh, I, I, I just, all this trouble that it's caused, I, I wonder what, what's, what the deal is with this book. I have no idea. Uh, like I say, I've, I've left it, you know, um, left it alone. It, it sits in the safe. I, I pulled it out, like I say, yesterday. Uh, it looks like one, one cent at least. All right, cool. Well, yeah, we're at one month we're, we're coming up on the one hour mark. I'm thinking let's let's pause right there. I would like to have a number, a, a, a series of ongoing conversations with you. I can tell there's a whole bunch to, to get to and the layers of things going on. So let's have multiple conversations. Does that sound good to you? Sure. Yeah, no, and, and absolutely. And let me, um, you know, see if I can focus on it and, and get some of the, you know, this is kind of, you know, off the fly and all of that and haven't had the, to really try to put two and two together. I haven't had, had anybody to really uh, talk to about it. So uh, let me try to you know put some of the pieces of the puzzle together myself. And, and hopefully next conversation, I can be a little more, uh, you know, concise with, with uh, uh, you know, my explanations. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Get, get some added insight into things. Absolutely. All right, cool. Well, Nigel, Nigel, thank you so much for speaking with me tonight. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to speaking with you, and you've there's there's definitely a ton to learn from you, so thank you. Absolutely. Have a great evening, Sam. You too, Nigel. Take care. All right. It is my understanding that the Book of Knowledge is a reprint of a British children's encyclopedia. I'm not doubting Nigel's claim about the book when I say this. I'm only saying that whatever's going on with this book, it seems unlikely to do with the actual contents. I'll be speaking more to Nigel about this soon. To see Nigel's photo of the book, look for Type 471 Podcast on Instagram. Be sure to follow Type 471. I'll have new episodes up every week. I'm Sam Kitchen. Thanks for listening to Type 471.